Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 and we're back, and we're black, and we're brown, brown ambition. <laughs> as, as someone on Twitter, uh, or no, Instagram, she was like, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, is it me, or has there not been a new episode of Brown Ambition since May 23rd? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you caught us. You my bad, son, son. <laughs> it's my fault. Last week I lost my voice and I was a hot mess and sick and uh, we were not able to tape a show, but we um, have like double of the goodies to share with you guys tonight because uh, big things have been happening. Tiffany, you were in Disney World? No, um, I was at Universal Studios. It oh, was pretty you? awesome. That looked amazing. Um, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I took uh, Superman, Supergirl, and I, we went, we surprised her, we... um. We told her, like, we had her wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Her mom drove me and, and Superman to the airport, and um, we had her come. And she didn't know that we were going because she, according to her, has been on the honor roll for 22 times consecutively. Um, well, with two honorable mentions, it, it would have been 24, but, <laughs> like, t- t- twice in third grade, you know, she was an honorable mention. And so we were like, we wanted to reward her good grades. And so I said, let's go to um Universal Studios. And so we went to the airport and we were like, oh, you know, we're going to Universal Studios. She's like, I want to go. We're like, oh, I wish we would have known. We would have packed you a bag. And she was all hot. And I was like, well, help me with my bag. She's like, help me with your bag. <laughs> Meanwhile, four o'clock in the morning. Oh, my <laughs> so she's God. Dragging, like, oh, she's helping me with my bag. And then we hand her hers. And she's like, why are you guys taking my bag with you? And we're like, it's not my bag. It's yours. She started crying and screaming. Aww. And it was honestly so awesome. Did she you could not believe it. She was like, "All oh, for me?" I know. I wanted to, but that was like, you know, we, everything's always for camera. Y'all could have been on Ellen. Like, I know, right? All oh, for me. All oh, for me. There's no conference. Tiffany, you're not speaking. I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> and throughout the whole trip, she kept saying, "I keep waiting for you to say, oh, I gotta go speak. I'll be right back.'" She was like, "I can't Aww. believe we just did this for me." I know. I was like, "Yeah." So, yeah, it was a lot of fun though, because Universal honestly is just a good behind time. Um, so, cause there's like three, I guess three kind of like theme parks, um, when it comes to Universal Studios, there's actually Universal Studios, there's Islands of Adventure and they have this new like Volcano Bay, which we didn't do cause we were just there for the weekend. But, um, we rode basically every ride and I, I went in my travel group to ask, you know, kind of like, what's the best way to do Universal? And someone suggested to stay at the, one of the three, um, main hotels that they own. And they give you this free express pass, which normally is like almost like up to like 130 something dollars per person. That way you could just jump the line. And so we never waited more than five minutes for a ride, which was awesome. Oh, that's huge. I remember I, I went there when I was a kid, but I remember nothing except for like the hot sun and like being three years old and just standing in line and hating everything. So that's major. Yep. It was awesome. Although there was a little, I mean, I'm going to say this for brown break, but, um, yeah, if I would say it was 85% awesome and I'll share the 15% later. Ooh, suspense. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty, um, uh, meaningful or like, um, what's the right word? I don't know. But anyway, the last time we talked the night you guys heard it, the, that was the night that there was that attack in Manchester, and yeah. like I had just like it, the news was happening when we were recording the podcast. And then now that we're recording another episode, it just came the day after that Manchester Ariana Grande did her Manchester United or not United um, Manchester One Love Benefit concert. And she went yeah. back, which I thought was I thought it was amazing. I mean, I 
I, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I like I like Ariana's music. I like got jam to it, but I wasn't like an Ariana fan. Mm-hmm. But I feel the need to be an Ariana fan now because I thought to, for and she's young. Like to to be so close to a terrorist attack at your own concert, yeah. and then less than two weeks later, turn right back around, come right back to the same city. Not only that, but like bring all these other celebrities, organize this concert, raise three million dollars, visit all your fans at the hospital who were injured. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was amazing and I don't know. I, I kind of just like, you know, you can kind of be cynical and think, oh, it's just celebrities and it's just music or whatever. But I let myself get all in my feelings watching it. I watched it <laughs> because you can watch it. If you hadn't, if you missed it, um, they, they streamed it live and you can watch it online now. Um, Coldplay performed and that was special. I don't yes. Know. I love Coldplay. I, I love me some Chris Martin. Always have, always will. Um, <laughs> even Katy Perry didn't annoy me so much. Yes. Slightly are less you, than usual. <laughs> are you annoyed by Katy Perry? Yeah. Did you not see her SNL performance? At least the video. At least the- I heard that it was ridiculous. And uh, I was like, I'm saving it for later when I need a little giggle. Yeah, I just and you know, I'm not I'm not even down for this like, you know, team Katie, t- team Tay Tay thing. But the fact that she wrote such a terrible song and then said it was like supposed to be an answer to Taylor Swift's uh, Bad Blood, like the song is awful. Anyway, whatever. I didn't mean to get all negative. But anyway, she was there. You know, Justin Bieber wasn't as annoying as usual. Um, I just thought it was awesome. Yeah. It's so, it's been a crazy because, you know, from Manchester to this recent attack on London Bridge, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. I read, it's not just that too. I mean, the the London the London Bridge attack. That's another thing to think about. Is that that happened like less than twenty four hours before this benefit concert was supposed to go on. So the fact that everyone still came out and had such a beautiful concert, and there's some people who who have been talking about. You know, there's a huge bombing, huge in Kabul, Afghanistan last week. Like hundreds of people um, injured, died. Um, and you know, didn't get as much, it obviously didn't get as much. I think it was covered in mainstream media. People always accuse the media of not covering it, but of course those attacks are covered, but it doesn't resonate, doesn't strike the same chord because, you know, it's not a European ally country like the UK is or whatnot. Um, but I, I feel like, and they're like, well, why didn't you do a benefit concert in these other countries in Syria or whatever? But I give her a break for one thing because it was her concert that was there was an attack at. Yeah, it was it was an attack on her fans. It was an attack on music. You know, that, I've I can't think of another time a, a young pop star's concert has been targeted in a terrorist attack. Am I missing something? Like, so the fact that she went back and and did it for her fans, I thought was so. I don't think you can fault her for doing that. I agree. And the message it felt, I mean, it was very Manchester focused, but I, I don't know. I felt like we, it, it was, it was sort of for everyone. It was like sort of just a message to the world that these attacks are meant to, they're meant to disrupt our lives. They're meant to make us stop enjoying things that make us happy, that music, love, friends, whatever. Um, and it was just sort of a statement to say that you can't stop us and you won't stop us. And um, honestly, if you're feeling like what can I do? All these t- terrible things are happening. The only thing you can do sometimes is just keep like the only way to like fight back is just to keep living your life. Yeah. Cause like what, cause like you said, what else can you do? I mean, living your life and, and I guess, I don't know, trying to be positive and trying to do your part to make things better. Cause like other than that, what can you do? Treat people nicely. You know, that's all you can try. I mean, I can't go to, I can't, go to the UK. I mean, it's like, we also put a lot of, I mean, there's so much pressure on, you know, elected officials to like prevent terrorism. How are you going to prevent someone from just like driving a van into a crowd of people? I mean, it's such a, you can prevent a lot of things, but I, I mean, we have to like, we have to, I guess in living in New York too, you have to like understand or reconcile the fact that you're living in in a certain amount of danger at any time. Something can happen that can't be prevented. Um, and accept it, I guess, you know, whatever our commander in chief, you know, likes to rant about on Twitter. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about co co what is it? Covede? Is that what it is? Covefe? Covede? Oh, we have to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Honestly, for the longest time, I didn't know what I was like, what? Because I was away. So I'm like, what's going on with this Covefe? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh gosh, our commander in chief. Well, not mine. Y'all's commander in chief. <laughs> Somebody voted for him. Right? I mean, it just even recently, like, I actually just 
broke down and watched the news, which I typically don't because it is nothing short of um, depressing. And um, the the mayor of London um, issued a statement um, to say, you know, that to their, you know, to London residents, don't be alarmed, but you're going to see um, more police presence. That mm-hmm. was his statement. Yes. Of course, Mr. Kofefe, or whatever the hell, however you say that word, he only heard the mayor say, don't be alarmed. So he pounced on that on Twitter. It was like, how's he going to say, don't be alarmed? That was a poor choice of word. And I'm like, you didn't listen to literally the next, not even a full sentence. You didn't listen to, and you're tweeting about it. He's just every kind of idiot. And How does he have this much free time? I am so concerned. Because I literally know people who are like, I wish I had the free time. The president of the United States is not busy enough. There are moms who are like, what? I can't even wash my behind. I went to go pick up my mail from my sister, and she had the baby and the one-and-a-half-year-old, and I was playing with him, and she slipped off and took a shower. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, I hear the water running. She was like, I'll be out in a minute. She doesn't have time. How do you have time, sir? He's it's like he's a he's literally just sitting on a couch in his underpants, just tweeting and watching CNN, and that's where he's getting his news. Like, don't doesn't he like why shouldn't he be waiting for all the facts to come to get the full picture? He at that point he didn't even know who the we didn't even know who the attackers were, what their motives were, was it terrorism? Were they even Muslim? And if they were, what the hell does that even matter? And he's going on and on and on about his Muslim ban, and I mean it's out freaking rageous, and I can't. I know people are like, man, they talk about Trump. It's like, come on, we get it. But like, we can't let it become normal. We can't let it become the kind of thing that we're like, oh, it's just Trump being Trump. Like, that's how we got him in the White House. Exactly. People gave him a pass. And like, I refuse, refuse to to let him get a pass because, he, you know, and the fact we – like you said, there's lots, a lot happened last week. We pulled out. He announced – yeah, he he dangled, he dragged the media along, you know, teasing that he was going to make his announcement about the parents, the Paris climate deal, um, and finally did when we all knew what he was going to do, which is, um, you know, just undo yeah. decades and decades of work yep. um, for an agreement that was largely symbolic in and of itself, um, and 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 his reasoning for it was so bizarre and ridiculous. The fact that he said that it was going to hurt the U.S. economy, it was going to take away American jobs. The actual agreement was like kumbaya. I mean, there were climate there were climate um, scientists who were annoyed that the agreement didn't do more. But it basically said, hey, guys, are you going to like promise to do your best to reduce your carbon footprint, you know, over the next couple of decades? Are you going to try? Promise? Okay, cool. Handshake. That was literally, the, that's what the Paris climate crazy. agreement is about. But the you know the art of the deal, the master negotiator and his big fat ego could not stand that it was a deal that Obama put together, mm. or not put together, but that Obama was a part of. Um, and because I think at the end of the day, he's he he with like tunnel vision is still pandering to his base, and yeah. he knows that they think, you know, just the fact that he went and said, you know, I represent Pittsburgh, not Paris. He's making Paris who. The Paris Climate Agreement just happened to be signed in Paris. It wasn't like Paris. There's a hundred and, you know, over a hundred something countries, you know, basically every country except for United States, Syria, and Nicaragua um, Mm. who are a part of it. But he makes, he's so good at pandering to people who are afraid of the other. Yes. The the elite, you know, and what sounds more other than elite than France, you know? Um, And it's just. Meanwhile, I'm sure he has a home in France. I'm sure that, he is. I mean, he is their enemy, but he, they don't see it. I don't understand. I, I just, don't understand either. Honestly, it's crazy. On I, I don't understand. And then, but like, first of all, I've been living for um, Melania's open shade. She's like, I can't even pretend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she does not even try. Yo, when she swatted his hand, like, let's be clear. That's not part of the contract. You will not touch my hand. I was rolling. I was like, wait, did she, did she just swat his hand where everyone can see? He reached his little small baby hand back, and she was like, "Not today, not tomorrow, and not any other day." <laughs> I really, I can't oh. wait for her. I can't wait for her tell all. What? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know, you know, how true this is or whatever, but I saw it on Lovey's blog how, um, you know, supposedly she's having an affair with like this head security of Tiffany's in um in the Trump Tower. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> I mean, it was just a hilarious, funny, shady article. But I was like, I mean, whether that's true or not, I mean, I doubt it because I feel like that just would be so easy to 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 prove and see. But I just, it's just so clear she's not here for the Donalds. I mean, I, I feel like people, there was like rumors that she had wanted to leave him before the election and kind of got swept up in it. I mean, what she's a grown ass woman. Like she, you know, I don't think she's like being held hostage, but I, I do appreciate that she's not going to play the blushing bride, like doting first lady if she's, yeah. you know, not She's like, it. yeah, I'm over it. She's like, and then there was one, she gave him the, the, you know, like someone tried to hold your hand. She put her hand up to her hair, like not today, like it's- the Fonz. <laughs> She gave him the Fonz, the Fonz fake out. She's That's what protesting I'm for all of us. Yes. <laughs> Remember people were like, Melania, blink twice if you need help. <laughs> oh, Kofefe. <laughs> That's a good code word for him now. We don't have to say Voldemort or... Yes. I feel like I'm saying it wrong, but that's what I'm going to call it. Did you, really, did you really post a clip on Man Bun video yes! on our <laughs> sacred Brown Ambition Facebook page? Is that what I'm seeing right yes. now? So if you guys are not following us on Facebook, you are missing out because we have everything from political, silly, foolish, black girl magic, brown girl magic. It's just a mix of awesomeness. And, and I saw Man this. Buns. Yeah, I saw this awesome um, ad for man buns and I said I have to share this on Brown Ambition because it reminded me of like the little buns that like you know like I used to put on like or me and my friends used to do to extend like our hair um you know and just to look like you had a little bit more hair and now they're giving it for men and it looks so fake like the coloring is off it's just hilarious so I said let me put this up here just for a little giggle I feel like one strong breeze and that thing is (laughs) flying off that does not look secure why? It's just, but why, sir? Why? Oh, <laughs> this is gosh. like the this is like the male romper, the romper. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad that whole romper talk has died down. Speaking of which, of like random talk, uh, so this twenty. What do you think about this twenty five thousand dollar prom? I know you've seen it. The story. I, Have you? Seen- what? Why? Okay. So Have let me I break it down. Reading too much Trump news, not enough real news. Yeah. So okay, there's this woman. She from North Philly, she threw a like a prom send off. So, you know, remember back in the day when we said prom send offs and it was just like you and your friends at the park taking pictures. Right. Or maybe sometimes um, the, there would be a place like there might be like um, the school parking lot where everybody would meet before they go to the prom. Right. And, it, you know, and then like, you know, at most who had the nicest um, limousine, that was the big thing. And then it got a little bit more big and, you know, like more and more prom is becoming a bigger and bigger. Social thing. media is is like. I don't. I would, I'm glad I'm not on prom this this, in this day and age. First of all, I looked a hot mess, and I think like we drove my dad's like ten year old Mercedes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I thought we was doing it. Um, and I remember I got my dress from Lord and Taylor. I was like, yes, get into this Lord and Taylor dress. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so this mom decided to go all out for her son's prom, and has been planning it for I think it was either four years or two years. I mean, Mandy, so it, it was called, like, you have to look up the hashtag oh, Philly, t- Philly I to am, Dubai. I am researching this immediately. Yes, Philly to Dubai hashtag, $25,000 prom. She's been saving for years. She had a camel. She had three tons of sand shipped in. She, she had, he had three different, three different types of cars, three dates. Um, like, you Wait, know, control- three dates? Like, girls? You know, two of them were models. And then he had, because he, he had uh, two outfit changes. Oh, my God. And then the last date was his actual girlfriend. Wait, so this was the prom? She, like, held the prom for the school? No. So that's just the send-off. Like, that's... Wait, this is like the, what? Yes, the party. Like, this is basically, like, the party. Like, you know how normally the send-off is where kids take pictures with their friends? Yeah, and they go, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Now, this is the send-off. So, so instead the of that, she had a camel party. Yes. Well, it was supposed to be a Philly to Dubai. She was, like, she was going to... For graduation, because he's a he's a straight A student, and he um he got a full scholarship. I think he plays like basketball or something like that. Got a full scholarship to um, whatever school he's gonna go to. So to to celebrate him, she was going to send him to Dubai, but decided instead to bring Dubai to Philly. So I think she's a caterer. I think that's what she does for like a living. And at first, I'm not gonna lie, I was judging, and I was like, what? 
this is crazy. This is so wasteful. But then when you read her story, you kind of understand. And you're like, I, I understand. Because so apparently this is a mother who I think three or four years ago, she was diagnosed with um, cancer and was um, basically dying. And they were like, you're not going to make it. And she was just thinking of all the things that she was going to miss. Um, and, um, she was like, well, I'm going to miss my baby's prom. I'm going to just miss everything. And, um, and so they, she was diagnosed with cancer and then she was diagnosed with something else again, where she couldn't walk and he took care of her. And she told herself that if I live to see him, she really didn't think she was going to live past graduation for him. If I live to Mm -hmm. see him like graduate high school and go to prom. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to go all out because I don't know if I'm going to make it much further past that, you know? So she started saving back then when she was sick and she has a a fairly, I guess, a successful like catering business. And, um, that's why. And so I kind of understood, um, you know, one, I tried, cause I, you know, like I had to check myself because so many people were like, you know, it's so quick to easily judge and be like, well, what a waste, what a this people were saying stuff like, I hope she's saved for college. I'm like, well, he has full scholarship. And, and two, somebody made no, and this is true. Cause I went to, I lived in Westfield, which is a largely uh, Jewish population. I remember uh, like one of my friends had her bar mitzvah, like rented out like a cruise ship. And like, it was huge. And we all got like these gift baskets that were like hundreds. Of, I mean, it was crazy. But this was be lit in New Jersey. Can what? you just say that? Yes. And so I, I, I estimate her parent, his parent, her parents probably spent just as much. And someone said that they were like, you know, no one says anything when people spend that amount of money for bar mitzvahs, then why can't, why can't we celebrate? Because anytime, it seems like anytime people of color, you know, put on, get a Gucci bell, get a nice car, whatever. Everyone's like, oh, this is what's wrong with black people. They're probably so all could, on welfare. Yes. And so I was like, you know what? I had to check myself. I said, you know what? You're right. Because I, if like, if, if someone told me today, oh, someone spent $15,000 on their child's bar mitzvah, I wouldn't blink an eye. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about like, you know, what I've heard before. So then why not this coming of age for her son? So would I spend the money in that way? No. But I could also understand, um, it's basically to me the prom, this whole thing was a celebration of life for her. And yeah. I feel like she's, you know, probably rolling in all his celebrations in one because she said, even in like one of the articles, I felt so bad. They, she has lumps. She said in the article, she hasn't even told her son that they recently found some lumps in her mouth and she doesn't know. It's looking like the cancer might have come back. I do have some advice for her. Stop talking to the media. Yeah. Don't let your son read about your lumps in the media. Yeah. And anybody, I don't see why people even tell the media how much they spend on things. You know what's going to happen. Don't give yeah. the, don't give us a number. We're just going to take that number and put it in all the headlines. And that's all <laughs> anybody's going to read about because we all know no one reads past the first paragraph. But I'm glad you yep. did because that, yeah, it gives me a little bit additional perspective. I actually just read another quick story about it. And um, it sounded like they had like a family reunion, like it was like a block party and like yeah. family came it, over. and Yep. And she fed the whole block. And she kind of wanted to share that experience with not just her son, but everyone, it kind of, it was a party for like North Philly. And, but honestly, if you get a chance, and I'm going to try to share it on our page. There is this video of a woman from North Philly. Hilarious. So she's doing a video reaction. She was like, Oh, so this lady thinks she won the prom. Oh, she didn't win the prom. See, I got 18 years until I guess her daughter turns ready for the prom when she's ready for the prom. So I'm getting her a unicorn and a dolphin. My daughter showing up in a in a wetsuit. Like it was like honestly, it was hilarious. I'm gonna share it on the page. Um, but yeah, I just it one, it helped to check me because you know my your knee jerk reaction is to be like, oh, how wasteful. But then I thought, you know, well, is it wasteful because because she's black, like, why can't she spend that amount of money when I know that there are so many other cultures that, that spend similar amounts of money for coming of age parties for, for their, um, for their children. And I don't even blink an eye when I hear about it. And so I had to really like, you know, it was a nice little self check to say, okay. And even if she wasn't, you know, the cancer and all those other things, why should that still be something that she doesn't do, you know, for her son, if that's what she wants to do. And, you know, like, yeah, so I just thought like, okay, like less judgment and just like, but honestly, the son told his mother, uh, I think it's too much, and she was like, "You be quiet. This is for mm-hmm. me." <laughs> I mean, as a as a person who just spent tens of thousands of dollars on a wedding, I can and 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 feeling like it was worth every penny. I never thought I would get to that place, but to see your family together and to 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 celebrate it when you're doing it for the right reasons and you're doing it exactly how you want it, um, it's a beautiful thing. And shit, if you have the money. 
girl, spend your money. Yeah. I saw Jessica Simpson on Ellen talking about her daughter's eight-year birthday with, like, mermaids and crap. I'm sure, like, one of those mermaids cost 25 Gs. Like, For real. Um, so, anyway, I will choose to take that with a positive spin. Um, although I still feel like prom is, like, the worst now. Yeah, it is. I'm Everyone's got to, like, break the internet with their prom dress and stuff. Yes, everyone. Ugh. Prom proposals. What? Oh, it's like she's sending your daughter off as a girl, come back as a woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then baby proms. Have you seen this? Like uh, my my um my godson Gabe. Um, you know, Drina, my my publicist. She's also my best friend. Her son is my godson, and he's like two, and he had a baby prom. It was so cute. So he had his little church, you know, church um suit on and like cute cute Wait, little bun who, who hosted this baby prom so he goes to daycare and so they had it at daycare so everybody just d- dressed up in their little church outfits and ate cookies like they normally do and played music and so parents <laughs> could take pictures so it was cute but then i saw i posted on the, on the um facebook page on brown ambition there's some baby proms i'm like okay some of the girls were dressed like at two and three really provocative why are we putting our babies in why they have so much time before they have to be uncomfortable and worry about their bodies and makeup. Yeah. Why are it we putting it on them at so young? Yeah, I posted it's a little girl in a yellow baby dress. Proms. Oh yeah, yeah, the Beauty and the Beast thing. Oh, I didn't know that was like a prom. I thought that was like Halloween. No, or no, no, that wasn't. That wasn't. I don't think that was Beauty and the Beast. It's she's next to this little boy who's wearing this little white tuxedo with um, yellow, um, I guess like trim, and she herself was wearing like this really skin tight yellow like velvet dress. it was a lot i was like oh like a okay deep, a deep cleavage with nothing yes yeah nothing. i'm kind of disturbed by it it, it yeah. reminds me of like the bell dress because it's so yellow but yeah, yeah. Right. he's not dressed i like was like oh okay yeah i'm not down for baby proms i mean do don't parents hate that shit like if you're a working mom and your daycare is like oh yeah you need to put your son in a three-piece suit for the baby prom like if you have stuff to do, like my mom, when she when she had four kids, single mom, like she couldn't do all that stuff. And like I can only imagine like moms now or, or dads even, like when you have one more. And like they have like – they have days where – I think I read an article. There was like a New York Times column where a mom said that she had to like – her – she had a note from the teacher saying that it was unfortunate that she didn't participate in teacher's favorite color day where oh the God. kids had to wear the teacher's favorite color. And, you know, her son was left out. And I'm like, that – I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of get why schools need to to make things fun. But, like, I don't know, man. Daycare, you're spending, like, thousands of dollars to, to pay someone yeah. to take care of your kid, not cause more trouble for you. Exactly. I will say this, that, like, um, um, Drina's daycare, like, she just – they just were, like, if you want them to wear, you know, you know, wear a prom outfit, to just send it to them to school, the teachers would change them. I was like, what? Because there's no way. When I taught preschool, I'm not changing nobody. Is it fun for the teachers? No, that's what I was like. The teachers <laughs> will change them. I said, Drina, I don't know what school you said your son to, but huh, it must be awesome because there's no way that me and one teacher's aide are changing 15 kids into their Sunday's best. And for what reason? <laughs> Just to take pictures on a cray paper red carpet. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the pictures of her son, he's crying, reaching for her like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, oh, mean, because now that he's seen her, he was like, I don't care about this prom business. I want to go home. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just I just think that I'm going to that- be the lamest parent. <laughs> I'm be like, well, my mom didn't bring me cupcakes at school on my birthday, so here's your money for some snacks. That's the machine. <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure like how what kind of mom would I be? I feel like I'm gonna be a tired mom. Like I'm tired. The kind of mom who takes her stepdaughter to freaking Universal Studios oh, on a whim. Yeah. Best stepmom ever. <laughs> Will you be my stepmom? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yo, um, super moms. I mean, super um, super girl's mom. I call her super mom. She was like, cause she's in school to get her master's, and she was like, um, I got all A's this semester. <laughs> I know. I'm, I love how you guys made her drive you to the airport. <laughs> no, she <laughs> that was really shady. She, she wants offered. a real. You guys have must have real have a real strong relationship. <laughs> we did. She offered. She's like, you want me to take you guys to the airport? Honestly, her mom, super mom, is like the best mom. You know, she's just great. We we have like the three of us have like. I mean, she's got a significant other too. Um, I don't see him really. I don't think I've ever met him, but the three of us have like a really good, solid relationship. So we're and I can't even tell you how lucky Supergirl is because that is everything. And it's so hard to do, you know. My parents had a messy divorce. I don't know. I'm still like 
it, it affects you so much as a kid. Like I can't even tell you in ways that you kids you never let you see either. So the yeah. fact that you guys are such a good example for like co-parenting is just warms my little divorced baby heart. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Brown break, brown boost. What you gonna do? Are you gonna break or boost? Choose to. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna boost. Okay. I'm gonna boost, and it's gonna. I'm just gonna toot my own horn. Which okay, toot away. Toot toot. Um, sorry in advance. I I want to boost being a boss because Ooh. it feels so good. Well, it's hard. It's very hard work because I manage people now and all that kind of stuff. And I've, I'm not perfect. I've had to learn. You know, I made some hires, like high, brought on people that weren't so great and, you know, and, and I've had to like learn from those lessons and how to like find the right person for the right role or whatever. But I have become way more decisive when it comes to like like uh, managing a team and knowing when someone isn't working. Mm. and saying this is not working and here comes the axe and it has to go and not feeling bad about it um and this happened recently where I had to let someone go and um not a full-time person you know Mm. not a fan of the podcast hopefully but I just and I but I feel like um when I first started um and especially for like a boss who's coming in when a team is already in place it's really hard I don't know if you've ever been a manager anyone listening if you've ever been a manager and you've sort of like taken over someone's team and you come on and, and you may have to, you know, get rid of some people or bring some new ones on. It's always you can feel kind of like um, like an outsider coming in and changing things up. But, um, you know, I'm lucky to work where I am because they've sort of given me the space to to grow the team from scratch that I'm growing and to also um, get rid of sort of things that aren't working and bring in the things that are working. Um, and once I started to own that. And own the fact that, okay, I can make decisions. I can decide when something's not working. I can't wait for someone else to decide that for me or do the dirty work, send the mean emails, send the, you know, be the tough editor, all that kind of stuff. Um, And I feel like the last year, it's been a year since I left Yahoo and joined Magnify. And and so I've been reflecting on just the past year and, and how I've grown and what I can do better. And I have to say, like, I feel like it has been the development and the growth of coming into that um, sense of like leadership and that sense of, yeah, I do kind of, I do know what I'm doing and I do have a sense of what I want and I do know when it's not working and I can, you know, and much more quickly make those decisions to stop them when it's not working than before when you're kind of yeah. like. That's being a boss is not easy, but you're right though. Learning as you go and, and accepting the fact that you're not going to be perfect, but you're definitely going to get better. That's awesome. I try. Awesome. <clears throat> well, mine is a little shady. I'm taking a brown break. And it's going to seem odd since I told you I had a good time, which I did on vacation, but I'm taking a brown break from family vacations. Shaw, <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> I was like, wait a minute. This made me think to my parents and like maybe want to call my parents and say, I'm so sorry because I'm sure I was terrible. Um, especially with five kids. Well, Lisa was a baby. So four kids on family vacation. Um, so 85% of the time it was awesome, but the 15% that it wasn't, I said, what's happening? Is this how children act? <laughs> well, I mean, Wait. like, it's not like I haven't been around kids. I'll give you an example. So you mean other people's children or Supergirl? No, Supergirl. I mean, other people, I it, like once the last day I kind of took a step outside of our little group and I realized that every parent was losing their mind. I was like, Oh, <laughs> Okay. And you only had one. What? And I saw, like, Manny, I've never heard more enunciation. Like, Tamara. 
Alyssa. <laughs> Every parent was trying so hard not to snatch their little kid up in front of company. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. <laughs> let me tell you. Like, I'll give you an example. So, it, it was like, I guess it's just that time of season where in Florida, it rains. Like after like five o'clock, it starts to like rain. So we'd, we'd gone and we had an awesome day at Universal in the morning and the afternoon. And then afterwards, I was like, okay, we can go to the pool. And But the pool was outside. So we go, even though it's it, it was um, drizzling a little. And honestly, I kind of didn't want to go, but I was like, I know she really wants to go. So fine, we'll, we'll go. Nobody was in the pool. And then the 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 um, lifeguard came up to us and said, oh, there's lightning in the area. So that's why the pool is closed. So I tell her, Supergirl, you know, we have to go because the pool is closed. And she was like, why? I was like, there's lightning. And she was like, okay. And I'm like, well, you know, if lightning hits the water, you know, then you could get electrocuted. She was like, um, okay. I said, Supergirl, you have to get out of the pool, but I want to swim. Wait, she's in the water while this is happening. <laughs> yes. I'm like, so now I'm like at a loss. I'm like, so what? I'm like, but. I said, water is a conductor. And I went to explain. She said, I know what a conductor is. Ah, ooh, the sound. <laughs> and proceeded to give me a science lesson breaking down the conductivity of water and electricity. And I was like, where's your father? <laughs> because I was like, I don't know what to do. Am I supposed to haul you out of the pool? I was like, you have to get out of the pool. So then finally he came and she got out and just gave me the side eye. Like, mm, I'm willing to take the risk. <laughs> basically and i was like what is happening and at one point um superman we went on a ride and it made him like he wasn't feeling well i guess it just made him really dizzy and you know like maybe like two years ago he had aneurysm surgery and so i was worried because he didn't look good and i was like okay so i told her we had one more ride to go on that we didn't go on yet the shrek ride and i was like you know supergirl just give your father a minute i don't I don't think he's feeling well um and she said oh he's okay he just needs to go to the bathroom and i just looked at her like just give us a minute. Like, and I said, well, we, I told her, I said, you know, Supergirl, you know, we have to be kind because, you know, if your father's not feeling well, then that's more important than riding the ride. She looked at me like, to who? <laughs> and had the attitude of her lifetime. And I was like, what is happening? And I was like, she was like, I want to ride this ride. Damn, if he's dying. <laughs> like, I was like, and the thing that like the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, we went to eat at, eat at Shake Shack. And I look over. Yeah, Shake said, Shack in Florida. Yeah, they did, and it was so oh. good. It was my first time ever having Shake Shack. I never Wait, had. What? Okay, continue. Yeah. And so we're like, I'm we're like eating, we're having a good time, and um, she was like, um, Tiffy, look at look at my carving. This girl took. She was wearing a sweatshirt, and it was like had little metal tips on the um on the little drawstring part of the sweatshirt. Used the metal tip to carve her name into the Shake Shack uh table. <laughs> what? Mandy, I looked. I was like, what? What is that? She was like, my carving. Meanwhile, she's not five. She's 10. I was like, Super That's girl. graffiti. Yes. I was like, and she had the nerve to be mad. I was like, you can't do this. She was like, it's not a big deal. It wipes away. I said, carvings don't wipe away. I thought Superman was going to fly over that table. <laughs> it was like, you're not supposed to do that. And she was literally angry at us for like, how dare you check me? I mean, like attitude going to the car, attitude in the in the uh, in the elevator. Like it's not a big deal. It was just my name, and it can wipe away. And I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> I know. So we, I had to text her mother because that is the one person that could get her all the way together. So I secretly text her mother. Was like, super super mom, I need you to call your daughter and get her together. And I told told her some of her shenanigans. And before I knew it, that that phone was ringing on video call. <laughs> <laughs> she took it off to the side. It's like I need to take this privately. Came back with a new attitude. <laughs> Happy go lucky. Hi guys. That's a, uh-huh. Sometimes that's what you need. Super mom to just get yourself together. And I was just like, so whew, it was just a lot. Like other, like I said, it was fun. The park and everything was fun. I use Groupon as your friend because in the evening, since we couldn't do anything because it was raining so bad, I just used Groupon to find like fun activities. Like we did like this trampoline place where you could like jump all around. So we did that one night for like 10 bucks a piece. And then we did like this um, video game thing where you like immersed yourself and like sat in a special chair and wore these special glasses to play this video game. So you felt like you were actually in the game. We did that for like 15 bucks one night. So, you know, I made sure that we had fun. And like I said, 85% of it was great. But that 15%, I said, Lord, I know I said I want kids, but Lord. It's just a preview of teenage years. <laughs> I know. It's only going to get worse. I was thinking that. I said, 
gosh. So where do we draw the line between letting them feel themselves but feeling themselves too much to where they and forget it's hard about because it's not like like for me I'm I, I'm always really mindful that this is not my child. You yeah. know, because I don't want to, you know, because and, and it's not like she has an absentee parent. She's got two really great parents. So I'm always very hesitant about how, you know, how much to say, because I feel like it's, it, it's not my place. I don't know. Honestly, it's hard. Like her mother always tells me, no, Tiffany, like, you know, you're marrying Superman. Like she's yours now, too. And I'm like, yeah, and, you know, I'm not a yeller. Honestly, I'm not a like, you know, so that doesn't happen. And like, she doesn't really get spankings. I mean, maybe on, on occasion her mother um, might, but that's not really, she doesn't really need it. Um, and so, you know, and that's like, my nature is not yelling and screaming or anything anyway, but I always feel weird because, you know, I just don't want to push her away because it's not like, like I'm not mommy, I'm not daddy. You know what I mean? So it's always yeah. just this weird face where I'm like, let me just call your mom real quick. <laughs> so that's been like my, my backup, like, text your mama real quick she can handle it like a perfect way i think you guys found your way to handle it so you know when it when it's like level 10 you know behavior issues you contact mom and then you handle like levels one through three you know (laughs) like (laughs) levels three through seven are superman seven through ten that's mom territory like and like it works different for everybody like graffiti is level 10 i was like what's happening (laughs) (laughs) oh they don't want my name on this oh table, god. but one day I'll probably be famous. So, <laughs> oh my god, I was like, funny. "What is happening?" I was like, "I can't wait to go back home." I'm tired. <laughs> As one reformed brat to one budding brat, um, I I acknowledge you. I see you, Supergirl. It's gonna be a rocky year for you to <laughs> rocky next eight years for you guys. I know. Oh my god. Oh yeah, just pray for me, BA family. You're you're in our thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's take care of their issues now. Any any good questions in our in our um inbox? Yes, we have a good question from L. She'd like to remain anonymous. Thanks for letting us know, Miss L. Um, Miss L says, I'm a realtor, but wasn't working my business for a while and now I'm in debt. I'm sixty three thousand dollars behind on my mortgage. I'm being sued for two accidents. Ooh. And in another $20,000 in debt. And right now, I'm also about to send two of my kids off to college. Mm. One's, going in, one's going in a year and the other's going to go next year. I revamped my business, but I have no savings and no money in the bank. Is bankruptcy chapter seven right for me? Miss L. Oof. What do you think she means? I'm $60,000 behind on my mortgage. Meaning that she probably has not paid her mortgage and she owes. It's probably over a year. Yeah, probably. I mean, depending on what kind of house she has. Yep. Um, I know bankruptcy sounds dr- drastic, um, and people are afraid of it, and it and it, it is something to, it is something to approach with caution. Obviously, yeah. I mean that takes what a decade for you to recover from mm-hmm. a bankruptcy. Um, I mean, your credit is going to be crap for a while, but I feel like yes, I feel yeah, sixty thousand dollars. You can't make your mortgage payments. Uh, you weren't bringing in any money from your business. You have $20,000 in debt, two kids going off to college soon. I mean, I obviously I feel like you should, you know, reach out to someone, um, you know, who can maybe give you some more specific advice because maybe you have a, something else, you have other things going on. But I mean, I don't know with that amount of debt. My, yeah, my, my, my instinct is to say, I think you should at least consider it. Yeah, you're right to be considering it. And also, too, I mean, when you're, are your kids, like, how is college going to be paid for? Like, are are they taking out student loans? Doesn't sound um, like she can afford to help them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would highly consider, like, like having your child really think about maybe spending the first two years at a community college. And this is what, so a friend of mine did this. She um, went to community college, got straight A's. And there's a college, a commu- I don't know if it's Essex County, um, but oftentimes community colleges will partner with four-year schools. So for example, Essex County partners with Rutgers where, and I don't know if they still do this, but at the time, if you got straight A's at Essex County College, you got a full scholarship to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so just looking at it differently. So at the end, you know, and then too, because it partnered, those were partner schools, they as- accepted those credits. So it wasn't like you were starting all over. Oftentimes, if you go from school to school, they don't take all your credits because they want their money, you know? 
But with, you know, with Essex County, it's like Rutgers Newark is in Essex County. And so they took those credits. So you started off as a junior and now you have, you know, the next two years are free. And so really considering alternative ways of um, having your child um, go to school is going to help tremendously. But yeah, I probably honestly would think about bankruptcy, but you want to get clear on what the ramifications of bankruptcy are. Let's talk about that. So I feel like people think about bankruptcy and they're just like, oh, that sounds terrifying. Well, I've been in it. I've, I haven't been in bankruptcy, but I've had family members who filed bankruptcy. Um, so I don't mind talking about it. So there are two types of bankruptcy. And I am referring to Magnify Money. We have this awesome free get out of debt forever guide online. So I am just cheating my way by reading our bankruptcy section to refresh my own memory. Um, but there's two types of bankruptcy of chapter seven, which Miss L is talking about in chapter 13. Um, the only the difference between the two is how um, how they treat your debt. So with chapter seven, you completely discharge your debt, um, except for some things like student loans, obviously, and maybe child support. Chapter 13 is completely different. It's when you actually repay your debt, but you come up with like a repayment plan for all your different debts and you have three to five years to basically pay them off. So you're not discharging your debt. You're going to pay them off over a certain amount of time. Um, and is it doesn't like I think in chapter seven, don't you you might have to even liquidate some of your assets? Yes. Chapter seven. Yeah. So you may have to liquidate um, like your home or any property that you have or a car even. Um, Mm -hmm. I know someone I knew who filed uh, Chapter 7 bankruptcy had to uh, get rid of their car. Um, They didn't have to leave their home. I don't know. I don't know what – it depends on how much debt you have and how much you're in in the red, whether or not you have to sell off your assets to be able to settle. Because sometimes when they say, you know, Chapter 7 – um, allows you to discharge your debts, um, your creditors will probably petition the court and say, well, we don't want nothing. We want to at least get something. Mm-hmm. Um, and the court is going to decide who gets what. And the court may say, well, you know, you have a home with like $50,000 worth of equity. So you go ahead and sell that off and then give that fifty grand to, I don't know, mm-hmm. these credit card companies or this lender here or there. Um, so every case is different. And it can be nasty, like I, and especially after the recession. Um, of course, a, a lot more people than usual were filing bankruptcy, and the people, a couple people I know who filed bankruptcy around that time, had had a really rough time in court because the judges were being super um, tough on them about what they owed and and not being, you know, as as lax about letting certain debts be discharged. Mm-hmm. So you just want to be mindful that. Filing for bankruptcy is not like, is like, you know, years ago, it was an easy, like, kind of like clean slate, but that's not necessarily what it's going to be now. Um, and, and it might not be a bankruptcy thing, right? Because, well, hmm, because like, for example, like I owed, I don't even know how much I owed a ton of money on my, um, home. Um, and so I didn't file bankruptcy. I, you know, I, I don't, I guess you don't file for foreclosure. I just, you know, went through foreclosure. So although it's equally as damaging to your credit report, I didn't file for bankruptcy. They just ended up taking the house, Um, which obviously you have kids. So you don't want that to necessarily happen, but you might lose the house anyway. Um, It always makes me laugh when people are like, don't file for bankruptcy. It's going to ruin your credit. I'm like, but if you're considering bankruptcy, chances are your credit is you're, you're here now. Exactly. Because if bad. you're owing that much money on your mortgage, so you probably already, your credit is already there. So just thinking about alternative ways, if that, not for the, like the credit issue, but just making sure you're, what's going to be least disruptive? Is it foreclosure? Is it bankruptcy? Something is going to have to happen, but what's going to be least disruptive to your life and meeting with um, someone, a lot of times, like I think like the United Way here in um, Newark, where I live, they have financial classes, but looking for um, nonprofit agencies that can kind of help you walk through uh, your different options so you can make the best option, choose the best option for you and your family. And you're not choosing it just based upon duress, you know, and you're yeah. not choosing it based upon some company trying to sell you something. Yeah, don't don't be sitting and watching TV at 2 a.m. and call the, the infomercial hotline 1-800-BANKRUPTCY or whatever, because those yeah. places are going to ask you for like money up front and all kinds mm-hmm. of crazy stuff. We always refer people to the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. Um, which can get you in touch with actual credit counselors who yep. are nonprofit and won't charge you. Um, sh- I it's was just nfcc.org, nfcc.org, and that's F as in Frank. Frank. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for that. I was like, well, it starts with F. Um, and I, I wanted to go back because I know I jumped right in. And I was like, yeah, I'd consider bankruptcy. But um, she mentioned her mortgage and being $60,000 in debt. So I don't, she doesn't mention who her lender is, but um, lenders have gotten a little bit better. They should be a lot better, but have gotten better about working with homeowners who are in, who are, um, who are having trouble paying off their, or paying their mortgage on time. And when you're that far delinquent, I think it's been at least, I don't know, assuming your mortgage is like, I don't know, a little less than 2000, maybe a year or two, you've been missing your payments. Um, this is a time when you have some, I think a little bit of leverage and you can contact your lender if you haven't already and ask them, do they have, um, can they help you with, to negotiate a lower payment or, or work something out like a loan, get you in a loan modification mm-hmm. program, um, so that maybe can save your house and maybe even get you affordable payments or reduce your, your interest rate or, or something. Um, I was going to say that, like, I, I mean, it depends who your bank is. Cause my bank who was terrible, I applied for modification like three times and was denied just because they're the devil. Um, but you know, um, modification can definitely be something that's helpful because usually they set up some sort of payment plan for you. And if your mortgage is a place where you have like the most amount of debt, you might not need bankruptcy. Like if your debt is not so bad in other places and it's really just your mortgage, then you can be like, okay, let's, let me work directly with my mortgage lender to try to work something out. Um, cause you already have the first part of, um, of uh, modification is not paying. So you got that down. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of at the, they say like, don't pay for a year. Right. And then. Mm-hmm. Or like, sometimes it's like three months, six months. Basically you have to prove that you need it. And so a lot of people are, are, are struggling, but they still have managed to make payments. So they basically tell them to stop. But if you've not made payments and you stopped and you're that far in the hole, then working on a modification, I would try that first. You know, like call your bank and say, hey, I want to be considered for a modification. What are the next steps? But and also reach out to the NFCC.org to, to get help on the, the credit end as well. Um, but yeah, like bankruptcy is don't you don't have to throw it out the window, but it should not be the first thing you grab at because you still have options. And absolutely, no matter what you do, something is going horribly wrong here with I mean, she mentions, you know, another $20,000 in debt, which could have been just, you know, from when her business, she started struggling, you know, being a realtor or whatnot. But she mentioned those two, um, she's being sued for two separate incidences, doesn't go into detail. But it sounds like the point when bankruptcy would be an option, you just sort of have all these different sort of um, debts and financial obligations sort of coming at you all at once and you can't manage it all. And I don't know, it sounds like... I understand why she's she's coming to this, but really encourage you to try try reaching out to the NFCC, try calling your bank, try calling your mortgage company, um, and just so that when you make this decision, you absolutely know that there was no other way, mm-hmm. and that this was this was you know what had to be done. Yeah, um, and good luck to you. And for anybody who's filed bankruptcy, I hope that we. I mean, like you don't have to feel bad about it. There is a path after bankruptcy. Yeah, your life does not have to be over. In fact, do you know that banks actually, they market to people who have bankruptcies on their records? Yeah, they do. They market to them like, what? As soon as you file bankruptcy, you're going to start to get so many credit card um, solicitations. They're like, so you're irresponsible with debt and you pay interest? What? Yes, right? They're like, please. what? You don't have any more credit card debt? That means you have plenty of space. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. It so is. <laughs> that's why, you know, when you, after you file bankruptcy, you've got to like get to the core issue of what's really going on. How did you get there and fix it? Or try to fix it so you don't end up – it's not a Band-Aid. You know, you can't treat it like that. It's a big deal. Um, and if you don't fix the underlying issues, whatever they may be, um, you may just find yourself winding up um, filing again down the road. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks for your question, L. If you guys have questions, hit us up at brownambitionpodcast.com. Uh, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> uh, it's the Ask Us Anything tab, or you can shoot us a note directly at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were rating. We don't do it okay. twice. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking a swig of my lemon water. Oh, <laughs> so healthy. Oh. All right, so it's time for all we do is win, 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 no matter what. You know, brown ambition is the best. I need, honestly, I'm going to write a rap one day, even though I say that every time. Let's just stick with the hits. (laughs) Oh, the hits keep on coming.
I know, but I always feel like the last line, I don't, I need to figure out what that closing line is for just like, you know, it just gives a little power. hands go up. See? Right. And they say that, oh, and they say that, You know, we should have a, um, we should have a, you know how like we have the segment like where I was singing uh, SWV, but it was supposed to be yes. like, yes. We gave should our, have. Gave our listeners the tickles. Something <laughs> funny. funny. So tweets about many that. people, I know, so many people tweeted. <laughs> they were like, Tiffany, please return your black card. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want it. But like we should, you know how like you never like usually it's me that knows like all the like um the pop references. I feel like we should have a segment like let's see what Mandy knows the pop references. When I'm like, what about you know whatever like I don't know hip hop or you just want to embarrass me? Is that what you? No, I'd love to see like does Mandy know about what happened on Love and Hip Hop t- this week? Oh you no, know? Mandy doesn't know. <laughs> I know, I know, but it'll be hilarious. Mandy, I'm gonna think of something. Mandy like, rewatched season three of America's, I mean Great British Bake Off. So I can't. I can't. <laughs> rewatched it, watched it once and watched it again and cried like I did the first time. Oh it's a beautiful God. ending. Nadia won. Sorry. Spoiler I alert. I can't. Um, all right. So it's time for wins. I'm going to, hmm, I think I'm, I'm going to do my win is that I, this is week five for me at the gym consistently like you know like back to back i've been going five days a week which i can't even believe i'm like who are who am i um i'm not gonna lie though i stuck on the scale today and it raised by two two pounds i'm like what the hell but whatever that's like a tuesday i know but also too i think i've like loaded sorry jamal um so yes but you know i told myself that i that working out i really wanted to be a lifestyle and so, like, you know, I really took to heart, like, when we had our last talk about working out, I've been adding little goals every week. Like, week one, it was like, just go, you know, get your 20 minutes of cardio, don't worry about anything else. Week two, I added a little something extra. Week three. So now I'm up to, like, a full workout now that it's week five, and I'm up to um, a change in my diet. Like, I... But like real change, not like a diet, you know, like I always liked smoothies, but I was lazy about making them. So now I make my green smoothie in the morning for breakfast. Um, I tell myself like I I eat way more fruits and vegetables, um, especially vegetables, which I like anyway, but being more conscious of that. um, I switched out. I wasn't really big on like um, bread anyway. Um, So I was just like, I just took that out because bread is not that's not huge for me. But rice certainly was. I'm African. So, you know, me, we love some rice. Mm -mm. So I switched out um, quinoa for rice. Um, and so just like really making changes to my diet that are sustainable. Um, so I'm like, you know, I'm gonna take that as a win. Cause I'm like five weeks, five times a week, even though like, I will say like, I definitely feel like I've lost inches. Well, except for today, because I was like, what is this stomach? But whatever, this is like, I said, the bloatation. Um, but the I feel good though. Is real. I know what I'm like, literally I woke up and I'm like, is there a, is there a person in here? <laughs> <laughs> alien like the movie where like the alien comes down it's like Rrr. i was like oh my gosh jamal went click I know. <laughs> he did. come back jamal come back <laughs> maybe mandy's win won't be as crazy but yeah no but honestly yeah just for i really have to commend you guys that work out regularly and stick to it because i'm not gonna lie like like i, I hate it every morning you know some people are like oh you get used to it yeah i'm still waiting um every morning i cuss i fuss I say I'm not going as I'm putting on my socks and my sneakers. I lay out my clothes, thank goodness, the night before. That's and the key, yeah. Making it, what? removing all the barriers. Oh, my, exactly. I don't have any clean socks. Can't go. Right? That's, that's me every all the time. Because I put my, literally my sneakers, like even now I'm looking, my socks are inside my sneakers. My headphones are charged. My phone is charged. My keys are downstairs. I mean, like literally I put everything, because I know me. Oh, I can't find my keys. I'm just going to lay on the couch. And so it's just been, it's not been easy, but I'm like, you know what? I'm really um, determined to transition into a healthier lifestyle. And I don't know that I'll keep up five days a week. I probably will peter off to, to three days. But for now, because I'm really trying to like, you know, jumpstart my metabolism and blah, 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 that, you know, probably for the next couple of months, I'll still do five days as much as possible. But eventually I want to get to a space where, you know, I'm doing just three days a week and that's just life. Like my sister Tracy's like that. She's never not worked out. You know, she's always maintained just like her, her basic weight has been the same since college. She doesn't like eat like, you know, she's not a vegan or whatever. It's just that she's never um, swayed too left or too right. She's always worked out like, you know, three days a week. Same thing with my dad. And so I'm like, I want to get to that space where I'm not trying so hard. It's just part of life. 
So that's my win, you know, keeping up with this damn exercise. Congrats. Yay. Five weeks is amazing. So I have respect. I know how I know how hard it is. So good for you. Thank you. I'm not on that level yet. But my win is also fitness related because I don't know if you guys know this, but I have a past. Um, before I was half a brown ambition, I used to have a bike blog. You I, did? Yes. I used to. It was called The Bike Rider. W-R-I. <laughs> that is so you mandy <laughs> and i was sort of a semi-biking celebrity in new york city because when i first moved here in 2010 new york city wasn't as bike friendly as it is now like there weren't bike lanes everywhere you know i used to be out in those mean streets you know in all the honking cars like fighting for my territory um and i used to do like 100 mile bike tours and you know i did a ride to montauk where you ride all the way across long island to the end and all this stuff. And I was like really, really into it. And it was awesome because well, the reason I got into biking, one, I moved here and I had like no money. And I remember I had to pay for a monthly subway pass and a monthly Metro North pass, which was like $300 plus the hundred bucks for the Metro, the the subway pass. And I couldn't afford both because at the time I was working upstate in Westchester. Um, so I was like, well, how can I save money? I'm going to buy like, I bought like an $80 steel cruiser on craigslist and then I, instead of taking the subway i biked everywhere so i biked to grand central station parked my bike there and then took the train to work in the morning and biking was like my cheap way of getting around new york is how i i like didn't take the subway ever when i first moved here wow. and, um so anyway so I, but in the past couple of years i just in the past year especially when we moved to inwood you know, my bike was like all dusty and, and like I never really used it because I had to like go five flights of stairs to work every day. And I was like 12 miles from the office now. Um, but anyway, I went. We went. Um, I live in Jersey City now. And we went. I picked up my bike from my in-laws apartment, brought it home, and I participated in a 15-mile like bike tour in, in Jersey City that um, there's like a biking community here. And they put it on once a year. And I just like luckily happened to see a flyer. And it was the wow. best day ever. And I felt so good. I felt like myself again. I was like, yes. I saw you with the bike. I was like, oh, look at Mandy. That's me. That's like old Mandy. That's the Mandy you never knew. Yeah. I was like, I felt I'm like, who are you? I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> no, that's awesome. The bike rider. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I know. Um, and it was such a fun tour. I didn't do, I just love Jersey city. Cause like, it's so diverse, man. I've never, I don't know. It's just, and you, you take it for granted living in Jersey and living in New York, but just, it was beautiful to see like so many different people, some ages, races, ethnicities just out there and just biking and just having a damn good day. And like all, we were just all around Jersey city and everyone came out of their houses and was waving. And it was like, it was just such a positive, fun way to spend a few, an afternoon and I'm, I'm into it. So no, of course I have to take zero to like 100. So I went and signed up for a 100-mile bike tour Oh my gosh. for September. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, the New York City – this is a New York City Century Tour, which I've done twice. But I haven't done it in like three three or four years, I want to say. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's 100 miles and it's epic. And it's like a 10, 12-hour day biking nonstop. And you will literally what? have to sit on a pillow for like a week after. I was going to so ask that. How is your bottom – well, I mean, my, my bottom hurts bad today because I haven't biked in so long, so I'm not conditioned. But, like, if you actually bike every day – so I decided – I've been using – I've been saying, well, I can't bike to work because I live in Jersey City now. There's an entire river between me, and there's no bridge. There's no bridge down where I am in, in southern New Jersey to get to – is this a southern New Jersey? Southern, no. Southern-er than up by Bergen, like where the George Washington Bridge is, I guess. No, you – this is North Jersey. <laughs> Well, I'm southern. I'm south of the GW Bridge. It would make no sense for me to bike all the way to that bridge to go 11 miles down Manhattan. Anyway, but there's a ferry. So I'm going to start biking and taking the ferry across town, across the river to lower Manhattan and just biking to work from there because I want to get back on the bike. I don't want to because right now my commute is almost too easy. I have like four stops and I'm on the train and I'm like off and I, I don't really walk as much anymore. And I feel mm. like I don't know. But I'm, I'm now it's summertime, and I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try it out, and then that'll no, be my that built-in. That'll be my built-in workout in the morning now. I know, like there used to be like a Newark bike club where they just used to like bike around, and I told myself I was gonna because I honestly I was never like a biker biker, but I mean I like to ride my bike, and I was like, you that, know, I that's all it is. 
I don't have yeah, any but- fancy equipment. You know, there's just scary bikers. We're not, you don't have to be a scary biker. That was 100 I, miles though, yo? That is insane. But like, I did it in a dress one year. Like, that's what I, that was the, that was the reason I started my blog because I wanted to show that you don't have to be like in the tight shorts and the get the fancy shoes and get like the helmet with the rear view mirror attached to it. Like, you don't need all that crap. You just need a bike and um, your legs and that's it. There used to be a bike shop in Newark that used to actually like take old bikes refurbished them and give them to kids. I wonder if it's still around. Oh, that's cute. Right. Bikes! Oh, you know what? You're gonna have me one to get on because I used to rollerblade. And like, I used to... We should do a bike. We should do a bike ride. Oh my god, it'd be so much fun. Get Supergirl. Get Superman. Come on. Yeah, Come she's on, on. punishment. <laughs> she's on punishment. Oh. No, she's not. I'm just saying, like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, Supergirl. You're like, I need, need a, a break. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got out the car. Like, I was like, Superman told Supergirl, yeah, you don't have to actually get out the car. Um, she's like, Daddy, I'll give you a kiss. She was like, just throw it through the window. So she threw, she blew a kiss and he caught it in the air. It was like, see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And he ran into the house and threw himself into the bed and fell asleep. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, I know. No, but honestly, I think that Viking sounds like fun. I... I, um, yeah, I, th- I would actually like to bike. I think it's a great form of exercise and actually it's a lot of fun. And you get to see the city. I saw parts of Jersey I never knew existed. So mm-hmm. that's a nice yeah. way to explore. And if you're new to a town, like I was moving to New York, it's like, I can't think of a better way to get to know your way around and, 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 and get in shape in the process. Yeah, okay. Bike, yeah. Biker's beauty is a re- biker's booty is a real thing. Well, I have enough booty for everybody. So I mean, that just means you'll be good at it. <laughs> yeah, right. All this padding. Jamal, Jamal is like, all right. <laughs> I can't. All right, y'all. Brown ambition. It's been awesome as per usual. Yeah. Um. We'll see you guys next week, and we have a returning guest. Our fairy yeah. money godmother is back on the show next week, Miss Lynette Calfani Cox. So you do not yeah. want to miss that. Um. I'm really excited. Have another to guest coming her. up too after that, right? Oh yeah. Oh, are we confirmed? Is it happening? Yes, no it is. Yes. If you're a No Madness fan, if you don't know what No Madness is, you'll find out soon enough. You with these teasers tonight. <laughs> I know, right? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I know, right? People are like, girl, I could just Google it. You could, but I'm just saying that's happening too. Um, I know, right? Two guests back to back. That's like so unlike us. Look at us so- being social. <laughs> so hopefully you forgive us or forgive me for having to pull last, last week's show, but we are not slowing down for the summer. We'll be here every week. Yes, we will. Tell a friend. And then tell a friend and also leave a review. Oh, yes. Please leave reviews. You guys, have been, we have over 200 reviews. Keep them coming. Yeah. never enough. Um, the more reviews we have, the more people can find our show, the more cool guests we can have, and it's just great to, to spread the Brown Ambition love. And don't forget, we have a Facebook page. So, you know, you can send all of our random, random shenanigans, things that we find interesting, Brown Ambition stuff um, on our Facebook page. Like We always are picking like really fun, serious, and in between um, posts and articles and stuff. That's it. Until next week. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Listen.